I'm Elia Haber for the Beirut Banyan. This officially marks part 31 of Voices from the Square, which means we've already had 30 parts, 30 episodes with different guests, 30 opportunities to showcase different voices with things they have in common and things they vary differently with. Allow me in this episode to take a voice not necessarily directly from the square, even though he's been protesting for quite some time, but I met Gilles in a talk last week organized about the modern history of Lebanon. He went through the different phases, different uh, circumstances and contexts from the 1700s up until the 1945 era. However, Gilles, by a profession, is an architect and he only studied history as a side gig, if you want to say. He went to the Sorbonne and delved into the topic because he really finds value in looking back at this time. Here's our conversation. Gilles uh, Samaha, I'm 41, I'm an architect. Gilles, um, we met uh, last week, formally, when you were giving a talk at a friend's space about the modern history of Lebanon. So it spanned the time between 1800s, I guess, and 45, 1945. I was wondering, since you are an architect by profession, what made you pursue another degree in history in the first place? Yes, it was uh, like a passion for me from the childhood. So uh, when I saw I have an occasion to study uh, contemporary history, I did it. Is there like a specific lesson that you think you've learned uh, about the country or about the system that's currently in place uh, that you'd like to share? Yes, of course. We passed through uh, uh, a lot of, uh, of periods uh, which could uh, have resemblance with uh, this period. So we know that it's very complicated to, to change. And change cannot happen uh, like, uh, like toppling the system completely. It will be a, a long way to change. Um, I also remember at the end of your talk, you said that Lebanon in its modern form is a relatively young country. Does that give you hope that change might come faster as opposed to other countries who are maybe older in their structures and institutions? No, I don't think it will come faster, but I insist to say that it's a new state and it needs times. It needs times to, to construct uh, our, uh, our state. What are your thoughts on people who say, oh, we wish to go back to the olden times of Lebanon where, when it was better? It's a kind of nostalgia. Do you think it's reasonable to have that kind of nostalgia? Were we really better off before this time? Maybe at some times we, we were a little better, but uh, I think because we are in a very, very bad period now, it's normal to be nostalgic. It's uh, par opposition, but no, we, I think we are on the good path. Um, anything that um, you've learned from the protesters? I know you've been on the ground many, many days, many, many nights. Anything that you've learned from others besides their persistence and their willingness to go 50 or even 60 and even more days? We learn a lot every day because we, we make discussions with different kinds of people and different opinions also. And I think uh, this is something very enriching also 
because of course we are uh, on the same path concerning the, the main uh, the main items we want to achieve but in details there is discussion and uh, we are uh, in a way constructing the details and constructing relations and constructing groups constructing for the future there is election maybe in one year two years in six years uh, maybe not elections also but we are constructing a new way of thinking of uh, of working together to be ready to take power monday it's not it's not the ultimate aim but speaking about changing uh, the system and the political class for the long term we need new people also I'm glad you brought up new people because this is also a discussion that I'm having with other people on the ground which is how would a leadership or how would reliable people emerge from this grassroots movement what are your thoughts on that do you think from the last protests the garbage protests you think in 2015 are there any lessons to be learned about putting f people forward to lead specific movements is this why people are more hesitant now to be self-proclaimed leaders in 2015 there was some difficulties of coordination and uh, being able to stay uh, long it was just starting before uh, this year now also let's speak about 2016 the elections in Beirut municipality with Beirut Madinati for example we learned also 2018 in the Uh, parliamentary elections we learned also and we managed in a way with some difficulties but we managed to have uh, independent lists uh, participating in the election in many districts we have leadership not leaders we are coordinating everybody is coordinating and brainstorming that's why you, you feel in the media also that many times there is uh, specific demands which replaces uh, leaders I was also having a similar discussion with my last interviewee who said that without clear leadership as in we know the people with by name um sporadic movements can bring some results but it will not have a direction like with leadership you might have a better chance at having a specific direction targeting this file that place not the other Do you believe that it's time for a more defined direction for this uh, protest movement? It will come progressively. So we have leadership, we have directions now. We are coordinating, we are constructing like like I said so specific people as leaders will emerge progressively. Uh, it's constructed uh, let's say uh, bottom up not top down we cannot be auto proclaimed as leaders and uh, impose it on people it's it's not like this names were circulated before and some of them were automatically shut down saying you do not represent us why do you think that was the case with previous names in the past month i would say some names circulated saying oh this is a big shot this is a big shot this guy is saying they represent us that lady is saying they repre represent us do you think people shot them down because they did not come from the bottom up or was there another reason i think it's one main reason also because it's it's more solid when when people uh, when leaders come from the ground progressively people will feel okay with uh, with those people and safe 
because they didn't feel uh, in the long history safe with other leaders. So they need to be more assured. People are more uh, uh, picky now, I think. How do you think the current uh, Sulto government, MPs, president will deal with any emerging leadership from this movement? Of course, they will try to, to use uh, fake news and uh, everything against them. It's normal. Do you think the way they've been handling the response to these movements is different from the way they handled previous movements? Pre by previous, you mean uh, previous years? In previous years? Uh, I think it's more difficult for them now because because we are more organized, we have more experience and on the top of all because uh, people are uh, on the ground, unorganized, uh, all kinds of people from all regions are on the ground. It's a, a popular, uh, let's say, uprising. So it's more dangerous for them. It's better for us. Um, in a couple of years, when people are looking back at this moment in our history, what do you think they're going to remember about this? Or what do you hope they will remember about this? Uh, I hope they will remember there is hope, always hope. Really, because it's, uh, this time is, is different. It's the end of a system. And uh, when a system ends, a new system emerges. But it needs maybe two, three years to, to start uh, feeling uh, uh, the new tendency. Elia Haber, signing off from Martyr Square for the Beirut Banyan.